I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. And if you're in no contact, focused on personal growth, my workbook series, The Knowledge, will help you make changes like you've never made before. Available now at AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And I'm Coach Victoria. Today, we're gonna to be looking at a review of attachment theory. Margaret's got some good research here today that she wanted to share. Yes. So, we got an article, right? Okay, we have an article. I found this article in the beginning of a book I have just started reading, which I'm sure I will wanna share with you eventually. But I thought the the review of uh, attachment theory was just so wonderful, I wanted to share it. Because um, I don't think I could have put it as well, as briefly, okay. as this woman did. So, And I will, I will continue later with the book and who this woman is. Okay, Bowlby, and I think just about everybody in the field agrees that Bowlby is the father of attachment theory. Bowlby viewed attachment as relevant from the cradle to the grave. He said that adult romantic relationships function as reciprocal attachment bonds, where each partner serves as an attachment figure for the other. Bowlby conceived of the parent-child attachment relationship as having four essential features. Proximity, in other words, the baby wants to be close to mom. Maintenance, um, maintaining proximity with mom. Separation distress, safe haven, and secure base. We see many parallels between the parent-child attachment relationship and the adult attachment relationship. For instance, adults seek physical contact with each other, engage in dreamy-eyed gazing, and even use baby talk or cooing sounds to nurture and encourage bonding. We feel separation distress when apart, and we turn towards our romantic partners as a safe haven in times of need. We also see them as a secure base from which to explore the world and our sexuality, and we feel able to share important discoveries with them. Okay. I thought she put that so clearly. Yeah, I think it's so true. You call your partner baby yeah. or babe. Yeah. Bulby is watching from Cutie, heaven like Cutie pie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, there are differences between the parent-child attachment bond and the adult-adult attachment bond. As adults, even though we seek regular and consistent proximity to our partner, we can tolerate much longer periods of separation from our partners by employing mental representations of them to help give us an understanding of why we are apart. For example, I know my partner is at work. My partner is away on a trip. I have this weekend with my kids and I'll see my partner in a few days. Now see, an adult can hold the image in their mind, babies can't always do it. 
As adults, we are also better equipped than children to leverage positive fantasies about our partner. We can imagine what it will feel like when we're reunited, and we can access a bodily fit. It's a hard phrase to say. We can access a bodily felt sense of their presence, which can offer reassurance of comfort and security when physically apart. Okay, so as adults, we can tolerate letting our partner go to work. Two additional changes in adult attachment compared to parent-child attachment include mutual caregiving and sexuality. As children, caregiving is asymmetrical. A child under secure circumstances receives care from their attachment figures, but does not provide it in return. But as adults, caretaking becomes more symmetrical and shared between partners. Sexuality also becomes an integrated part of the attachment and caregiving behavioral systems. A child with a secure attachment will likely grow up into an adult who feels worthy of love and seeks to create meaningful, healthy relationships with people who are physically and emotionally available. Securely functioning adults are comfortable with intimacy, closeness, and their need or desire for others. They don't fear losing their sense of self or, or being engulfed by the relationship. And remember, we all live in a dance between being independent and being engulfed. And I just thought she again put this very well. For securely attached people, dependency is not a dirty word, but a fact of life that can be experienced without losing or compromising the self. And that's where the avoidant partner has difficulty because they feel if they allow the love and the warm and fuzzy feelings, they will disappear and be engulfed by the other person. Okay? Conversely, securely functioning adults are also comfortable with their independence and personal autonomy. They may miss their partner when they're not together, but inside they feel fundamentally all right with themselves when they're alone. They also feel minimal fear of abandonment when temporarily separated from their partner. In other words, securely attached people experience relational object constancy. I'll go back on that one. Um, which is the ability to trust in and maintain an emotional bond with people even during physical or emotional separation. Relational object constancy does not come from Bowlby. It's from object relations theory. And it means that if you, if you get to a certain point of development, then your partner seems the same every time. In other words, the object is the partner. Object constancy, it's he or she seems the same every time. Now, we all have moods and so forth, but when we really feel safe with somebody, you know, that doesn't change. All right? And that's what I have to say. It's good stuff. All right. Um, I thought it was such a great review, I wanted to share it. Yes, it felt very uh, similar to Susan Johnson's Absolutely. writing. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it was a really great understanding. And you have to understand that, like, 
you the more that you become aware of this stuff, the more you're going to realize that who you're dating and who you're in a romantic relationship is going to impact you in certain ways. Mm-hmm. So, you know, even if you are secure, if you're dating somebody that's extremely anxious, yep. even if you're secure, you might feel that smothered and engulfed. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Or even if you're really secure, if you have a partner that's extremely avoidant, that's also going to make you feel anxious. Anxious, right. So And abandoned. Mm-hmm. Yep. Even if you're really healthy, you're going to be impacted by what your partner does in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you may find that with different people that you're with, you maybe feel, well, I feel anxious most of the time, but with this person, I feel like I'm the avoidant. Mm-hmm. That right. can happen right. based on who you're with. But we have a tendency to be a certain role in a relationship. Yes, absolutely. Now, I have a very short thing here of what a truly secure people can say. Okay. Okay. I find it easy to make emotional connections with others. I enjoy being close with others. I am comfortable depending on others and having others depend on me. I don't often worry about being abandoned or about someone getting too close to me. If I am in distress, I can easily turn to my attachment figure for comfort and support. I am aware and accepting of my partner's strengths and shortcomings, and I treat them with love and respect. During conflict or disagreement, I am able to take responsibility for my part, apologize when needed, clear up misunderstandings, apply problem-solving strategies, and forgive if I have to. I do well with the transition of going from being by myself to then being together with a partner. And I also do well with the transition of going from being together to then being alone. Okay? And just a brief note on when attachment needs are not met. So far, I've described the optimal situations for attachment in childhood and then adulthood. But approximately half the time, and that's exactly statistically correct, this ideal is far from achieved, Mm. leading to the three different expressions of insecure attachment, avoidant, anxious, and disorganized. Okay? In general, with these three different insecure styles, Regardless of what specific insecure adaptations a child develops, they will go on to have difficulty with certain relational skills and personal capacities. Okay? Yeah, what I was going to say that I love about that list is that it's very aspirational. Yes, isn't it? It's a very clear outline of goals that you can have for yourself. Of what you could look for, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Regardless of what happens with your ex... The more that you work through these issues, the more likely you're going to have a happier, healthier relationship in the future. And we can't stress this enough because while you're single, a lot of the issues won't come up. Mm -hmm. But the minute somebody comes back, and I'm talking about the minute, you will be surprised how quickly you will regress Mm -hmm. back to old behaviors as soon as you feel attached to somebody again. Right. 
And I've had a lot of people that will make a bunch of mistakes. They, they maybe didn't stay consistent with working on themselves. They give up. Right. The ex comes back and then they are, make a bunch of mistakes. And they're like, I really thought I had worked through, through this stuff. Mm -hmm. right. But you quit about halfway through. Yeah. 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 Um, I just have one more thing to say, and that is that um, the conflict between abandonment and being smothered is the, is the conflict that we all live with constantly. But this is one of the few times in life when you can have it both ways. And how many times do we hear, you can't have it both ways. Well, this time you can. You can be independent and dependent in a healthy way at the same time. You don't have to sacrifice either one. Yep. Great article. Yeah. Well, great introduction, introduction to it. Yes, yeah. I thought mm -hmm. it was great. Yeah, great enough to, even though it's ground we've covered before, I thought it was well enough stated here it was worth repeating. Yeah. Always good to re yeah. come back and, and share maybe a slightly different yep. view on it. And this mm -hmm. is a great list, too. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So hopefully you enjoyed this one. Let us know in the comment section. And of course, if you want to get our help personally, go to my website, askcraig.net. Sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching and I do Skype. Margaret, of course, is available for Skype coaching. If you feel that I can be helpful, please sign up. Just click on Margaret on the top of the website to do that. And Coach Victoria will continue to be here training. I'll still be here. And you'll be able to do coachings with her in the very near future. But that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And I'm Coach Victoria. And we will talk with you soon. To get my help personally, go to AskCraig.net and click on Schedule Coaching and choose the option that works best for you. I do email coaching or Skype. To schedule a coaching with Margaret, click on Margaret on the top of the page and order a Skype with her. For the Knowledge Creative Healing course, click on the link at the top of the page and click Get Started Now.